everybody and welcome to the first episode of Total Sports Podcast. I am Sydney alongside Yannick, Shem and Caleb and today we'll be talking about some trending sports news. So let's get into it. First on our agenda, we have Unveil Company and the TTFA fallout over the national under-17 team playing in the Footy Fest tournament. So Yannick, any thoughts on that? See, I don't like how the entire thing played out. Because you're denying, because two things, right? You're denying the under-17 team to play in getting games in under this system. It don't have to be like fully competitive games because at the same time, you don't want them to be feeling any kind of tired or kind of fatigued and things. But at the same time, you're also denying other opportunities for growth in the sport in the sense that you're giving the, um, you're giving the players who in the All-Star, in that All-Star game, you're giving them opportunity to play against the national 17 teams, which is considered the, the top talent in the country who are going on play a, to play a competition, right? And at the same speed, you know, you're denying yourself, TTFA, the opportunity to look at the talent pool that you have, right? So you might be looking at these players, maybe one or two years down the road, thinking, oh, these are some of these players who are 15 and 16, they can maybe on the 17 team as well at some point in time, if maybe they have to make some adjustments in, in the um, in setup. So I think... It's a missed opportunity on both on both sides, and you know just to get a sense of how the football, how the how the, how the players get um, a chance yeah, in terms of just getting the, you know just getting game time and development. So my question would be, um, who exactly is the fallout between? Is it the national team or the coaches? Who said no? I think it was the coaches that that um came to the end and said that they didn't want to Yeah, the coaches team. actually disapproved of the whole thing because they didn't really have backing from the secondary school coaches. So for me, I feel like I, I agree with the coaches' decision, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you because, know. Um, okay, the international team is going into a serious competition. Right. And yes, I understand that you're talking about giving other youths a chance. Didn't the coach already... Um, he has already selected his team going into the competition. Yeah, but not necessarily to, to pick players then and now yep, to put them on the team. I but just to, you know, just to look at the possible players that they could pull in the future. No, I understand that, right? But what I'm saying is the fact that me, that I put myself in the, the position of the coach, right? Mm. Um, every game that the team, the national team, plays onwards is somewhat a developmental game. Mm. Something to tweak, something to fix. So putting the team into that kind of atmosphere, it wouldn't be considered... A, a, let, me, let me be real, right? You and I going to play a, a big tournament. Let me put us to go and sweat on a random. Let me go see a fat match. Right, yeah. We wouldn't take the sweat match as serious right. as we would take a game. Right. So the coach would not see the potential or the problems that they really need because no, the players won't push this, this is why I was no. saying too because you're favoring this this fat match fat match mm-hmm. over actual opportunities for them to actually play other teams mm-hmm. other countries as well and friendlies right. so you could actually see the technical skills and where the technical work is needed now you're saying so, the, the national team might not take it seriously but what about the players that looking to look to get onto the national team at some no. point. You think no. they would why, why, take that seriously and then the other players are like, okay, this is a real game that we play now. They could take, they it, could take it seriously. They could take it seriously. Yeah. They could take it seriously. But when you're favoring that over other opportunities, because remember, yes, we're playing with these guys in Trinidad here. Mm-hmm. But then we're looking to be competitive. 
if you're denying these players friendly matches all these in all these other countries, but you still have time for a footy match, and you still could afford a footy match. I'm saying that the other players would not get a chance to prove themselves there's because there's after. always opportunities after, after but not when the under 17 really need work to see where they're at and where they need to be. You're playing this footy match. That for me, that is where the, uh, the disparity is. I agree with that. No, and then I, again, I agree with Yannick's point of view with it saying that. Uh, you can see the potential of these other these other players could raise the tempo, yeah, yeah. right? At least yes, bring sure. at least bring your scouts to watch the to watch yeah. the tournament. No, that could happen. That could have happened where they send the scouts but not let the under seventeen play. Because if I'm watching my scouts, if my scouts go, they could always say, All right, they say for example, Trinidad decides they want to um, to have an exhibition match against Barbados in in Barbados. In Barbados. They could always say, Well, all right. In the footy first, why are we are training to play Barbados? I saw three or four players that could actually enhance the team. Mm-hmm. Or now not yeah, necessarily yeah. replace the players, but at that point in time. Yeah, you have some You have some team, people right. who you'll have, let me say, four or five other players lined up yeah, for right. the position. Which would actually grow the competition within the team instead of pinning these players against each other in that kind of setting. For example, like what, um, what I think they should have done is like after the, the season, the regular secondary school season, you know, we'd have a mixture of different players from different ages. So it can make a, like an all-star 11, mm-hmm. have them play like the under-17 and even the other younger national team mm-hmm. and see where talent could be added or subtracted. So, right. you know, going forward, when these national teams have opportunities to go out outside, and play friendlies and play these competitive games, it means that we have all the quality that Trinidad has to offer because the SSFL is one of the areas where we actually actually see the quality of the player. Mm-hmm. So, as I was saying, you combine our style 11 and then you play the, the other 17 or whatever team that you have. And moving forward, then, as you were saying, like if the under-17 go to Barbados, as you were saying, mm-hmm. where you know we have these players from the, the All-Star, that yeah. they, could, they could take that. Or even if some didn't make the All-Star team, you recognize that even though he might have all the technical skill, I could work with this player right. and bring him to a level where he could be competitive for the national team. You think that um, the, well, I wouldn't say unnecessary injuries because you play football, but you think that the, they, wouldn't, they don't want to take the chances of getting an injury risk in what they would call a FET match, in a FET match um, situation that they believe it was? I believe that is also a, 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 well, a, on the thinking part yeah. process of the coach. Well. It was a consideration as well. Mm. Because when you don't really have the favor of different coaches, that is a problem. I mean, they're not getting paid for that. No. But there's something there, regardless of that, you still have the favor of the coaches. Well, I you know, yeah, you could take part in that because it would develop their players. Mm. But if they don't really favor that kind of setting, then you need to pull it back a little bit and question, right? How can we go forward to maximize productivity in the setting? Mm-hmm. And if the coach is not backing it, what can we do? How can we ask the advice or tips or to improve it? Because at the end of the day, the goal is not just to entertain, remember, we still have um, young talent to nature and to, to develop yeah. and at the end of the day, try to win a tournament right. at the same speed right. if we could. That's true. Yeah. So I think the only other thing that, the only thing that kind of thing in me from this is that the, the school players just missing out on opportunities. That's the only thing for me that kind of upset me not, about this not, whole not situation. Not to carry it on, but they're yeah. not missing out, you know, because though, yes, there's footy fest, 
but they were still please. on yeah. the, they're still on the 19 competition that yeah. they had going on mm-hmm. in December. Yeah. So it's not that they're missing out. They may be the ones who are not on clubs, but they're not missing out. They, they just have to find clubs close to them to I develop their skills. So we're moving right along to the 2022 CTFA Footballer of the Year, Levi Garcia. So I'm going to read some of his stats. Levi Garcia, he's currently 25 years old. Uh, he plays for Ajax Athens. He started, well, he joined the team on September 16, 2022. Thus far, he had 18 appearances, 10 goals, 3 assists, and 1 yellow card. So, Shem, what are your thoughts on his performance? Um, I, I, I like that I, smile, Sean. I feel uh, Levi's <laughs> one of the best so far in our team. He is a player that our national team is supposed to build around. Um, not to big him up to, to give him like a whole other ego, but he should be one of the players that we, we look to to expect the rest of our generation of football to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, Levi has the potential of playing Champions League football. Matter of fact, his team is on course to qualify for Champions Champions League. But I would expect Levi to either play for, let's say, by next year, next two years, at least make up either a big transfer, praying to God that he doesn't get injury, you know. That is a difficult thing for Provider. He keeps his form as well. Um, That he doesn't get an injury or nothing crazy happens that he could get a big team sign right into the well i would say the prep and i would say the bonus leader i can see him fitting perfectly in the bonus leader i would i wouldn't say the prem because um yes the prem has his demand but for him right now because of the league he plays in it's not a top five league so with regards to like the logistics as, aspect of recruiting and thing we might have a little hiccup there. Yeah. So, and we don't, and at the stage that he is in and the form that he is in, I don't think that would be the best for him right now. It would be easier for him to go somewhere like, as you say, Bundesliga or League huh? mm-hmm. I think those places would have the best demand for him with regards to his strength, to build in his strength and his uh, technical skills, clinic, clinical skills as well. So that when he has built up that experience in a top five league, he can make that transfer to the Prem. And I could see him playing with um, one of the midfielders like Brighton or even Newcastle to an extent if he could keep that form as like as a substitute player because you know he they could definitely take... afford him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is this you trying to say the Prem is the best league? No, I'm not saying the Prem is the best league, but the physicality of the Prem the Prem is very demanding compared to the other five leagues. So and for him to improve himself and his career, I would like him to get experience in the Prem, and especially in a team that demands plenty from him. So, like, for me, why I said next two years, because Levi is 25. Right? I can't wait to know if I'll get to that person. They are, they, in the world of football, by the age 28, 29, they are expecting to retire by 65. So, he doesn't true. have as much time to get into a top five league. So, that's the reason I said the next two years I'm looking. His managers should be looking to keep him on form and build him for yeah, a yeah, better for team. Sure, for sure, for I sure. can't wait two years for this guy. Like you say, he's going to be at least 27, 28 by the time that was wrong. I can't wait that long. For Levi Garcia, who started 
his European tour in Azel and then end up in Beta Jerusalem of all places. For them to end up in Greece now. Like, this is the same kind of, this is not the same trajectory as another player that we, that we all used to love and thing. When I say used to love, like when he was like in his prime and thing with Juven Jones. Because Juven Jones was yeah, doing Juven. very well. He was doing very well in MLS. Yeah, MLS Cup. I think he got two. Right? And when he came back from Darmstadt, which was in the German, um, was in German. German league, I think it was his second, 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 second league. Yeah. And I'm not staying that long and I'm going back to, back to the US. I can't have that happen to Levi. I don't right. want him to go there too late. I think the best time for that move is while the stock is going up. Correct. And, it, and as of right now, like I say, any of the five leagues, it could be League 1, it could be 1, it could be League 2, it could be Bundesliga 1 or 2. But you think we could have to take into consideration with the move between the next two years affecting form because a lot of players when they shift from you know, the Greece league compared to top five European league is a huge shift yeah the learning curve might be the it learning curve might be a while but like I say it's have the it's a pre-season well depending on when you when you get the move whether it be in the summer here pre-season to, to work out all the kinks and whatnot to get himself acclimated a little bit but I mean Levi Levi is just a special, he's like one of the most special players that we had in a while. Like one of the best talents that we had in a while. Right? He's done, one of, he's done numbers for the national team every time he comes in. And then when he goes into Greece, since he, since he went to the Greece, he, since he, when, he was, when he was in Europe, when he started playing in Europe, he's been nothing, he's been nothing short of spectacular. Right? The form is nothing. The, the, the runner games that he had is not, nothing surprising, but it's exciting to see, it's still exciting to see him. To see a Trinidad player perform on that level. Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey? Yeah, like you don't want the same thing with Leon Bailey. Happened to Levi. No way. Well, when he came in, like he was top format by Leverkusen. And then when he came in, like he had the manager, they had the manager situation and thing. He, was in, he had a couple of Knicks and things coming so, too. But. So that's what I'm saying. You don't want the same thing to happen to Levi. So you have to really gauge it. Again, you have to, you have to kind of put the pressure on to his managers mm-hmm. and his agents. To know, hey, these teams could be interested, but are these teams really and truly supporting and ready to back Levi as, let's say, how Athens right now, they made him the target man. Mm -hmm. Are these teams willing to make him the target man or have him as a backup? Q and the tape, they'll know. They'll know. Also, Levi, if you're watching this, I also had, um, I have you as my, my career mode in FIFA 22. He was playing for Dijon in the front in, in Ligue 2. I ain't get far, but you do some spectacular things. So like we, I bring you back from 3-0 down and you score the 3 to put it in. And he could dominate Ligue, he could dominate Ligue 2 based on just that. Based on just that. He's not aiming for Ligue 2. But I'm saying, if he get Ligue 2, that's the entrance, that's the entrance into Europe. So once he, uh, and once he there, he on Europe radar. Right? two years, though. Well, one year he's, all right, one year he's spending Ligue 2 and he'll, he'll be on the map. Levi, if you're watching... You realize how low this guy had you. Yeah, I don't yeah, have him low. That's just listen, listen. Levi understand this, right? You was coming off the bench for whatever reason. You was coming off the bench for whatever reason. I was like, no, I don't want this. Semi to a different club. And it's a new league. After that, I it have little less I could do than to make your performance. I ain't finished this season, but probably if I finish this season. Whether it be like in the prem or something, so at that point. Because yeah, yeah, but he moves back in real for starting position. Because as Shem said, he is the two win this two year window is a very important window. So wherever he's going, his demand should be starting position. Yes. Right.
So to wrap up, uh, Shem, if you could compare him to one prominent football player, who would it be? One prominent football player at this point in time, I can compare him to Aubameyang. <laughs> I could see him. I could see him reaching that level. I'm being honest with you. Like, but in his prime, <laughs> not not his kick being kicked out of Arsenal days, but in his prime at Arsenal and now that his his build back at Arsenal, and yeah, I could see him. I could see him mm. alongside our. So, the sporting facilities in Trinidad. Who is responsible for it? This was a question posted on Total Sports Instagram page and we had some responses from our followers. So, Tyler23 said, Partner with the several stakeholders which would contribute towards maintaining the facility or facilities as a similar system to Queen's Park overall. Speedy Smiley 10 said, How about stop using the national stadium for carnival fets or band launches when we have the biggest roundabout in the world? Or a Queen's Park Savannah? <laughs> Tyler replied to her saying, I agree to disagree because it is said that the most of the funds from these events are used to maintain the facilities, although we don't see much of that occurring. So you have a point. Of course, Coach Atwell added in his comment saying, number one, the revenue coming from the renting the facilities barely covers the costs incurred when hosting these events most times. He also said, there are so many underdeveloped areas that can be repurposed for these party events. Don't tell me you build a cricket stadium, but you throw parties to fund the maintenance. How does that make sense? How cricket tournaments to fund it? When, some, when someone throws a party at the stadium, you think that the profits go to the facility? Get real. The rental fees is a drop in the bucket of maintaining the facilities. He continued, there are so many underdeveloped areas that can be used for the parties. So, uh, Caleb, what are your thoughts on those comments? Well, I would like to agree with a few people on this. With regards to repurposing other places for mm -hmm. events, that is actually a very good point because you have a lot, a lot of areas that can be maintained for these kind of events, especially because you know we are carnival is part of our culture, sure. Can't run away from that. So having fets and these kind of events, you would expect that. So mm -hmm. providing proper places for that. But as the court said, with regards to using those fets to pay for maintenance, that is a problem because. These are uh, these facilities that we have to support. The the athletes, some of them don't even get to use it for training, mm -hmm. and they just have it running away. And we have this reactive mindset as a society that we just let everything run away. And then when we need it, especially in this year when we have the uh, the Commonwealth Games, then we rush in to fix things, and that shouldn't be. Yeah. We should have things in place, as the person was saying. Even we can work with stakeholders or whatnot. That have people maintain it right through because we are trying to be competitive in sport. We actually have a lot of talents here in sport that they don't even get to use the facilities and much less if you can't use the facilities, how are you expecting performance? And then the crowd, the people are quick to say, well, you know, disband this, disband that. But then again, they don't have the facilities. My, my, my input would be that that is a rubbish. Um, excuse for saying that um, saying that 
whole nutritional effects to help maintain oh, yeah, sure, yeah, Help sure. what? So, okay, are these fats being inside on the field? When there's terrible fields inside of the stadium? Already, yeah. Or are these fats being held in car park? It's It's a rubbish excuse that they just use to say, all right, well, we just use the, the, the facility for something. And I would always come back to say, if you're interested in something, if you are, you love something, you take care of it. Mm-hmm. We as a people, we don't love sport. We see it as a hobby. So that's why our stadiums reflect what, what our, our real intentions are. People can go on a random feel and sweat and yeah. treat sport at a competitive for, level. Like for, ex- for example, I could carry you to a community that really loves sport. And you can see how they, they take, they control their um, their fields are cut and their grounds are well prepared. Yeah, mm-hmm. And they have fets on the grounds as well and it looks and they perfect. Have lighting and other facilities so it, on it all falls back on if we really consider sports as something we love or something that's beneficial or is it as an industry in the country of yeah. to be yeah. it's just a side effect. Yeah. Two things. One, if we're looking for petting space, have a nice little green zone farm and say, wow, use that. shameless plug. Oh, no, no, shameless plug. <laughs> I'm trying to help my community. <laughs> Two, Trinidad look until, look to until 2023 to try and muscle up whatever funds that they could find in your treasury or wherever to try and look nice for your 2023 Commonwealth Games. We're going to happen after that. Yeah. That is what I want to see after that. Because we didn't care about how the GBA complex, aka the soccer room, because we know it better as the soccer room than, than the Jean Pierre complex. And what was the Jean Pierre complex named after? Jean Pierre, who helped us deliver our, one of our only titles, or netball titles. It was a time when we were used to be good in netball back in 1979, right? And now the stadium in Tatters. Karen can tell you that they used to they try to use the basketball um, the basketball arena close by and the floorboard's not good. It, it, it's in a ridiculous state for the I think it was um one of the I think it was one of the Paralympics or where the yeah, special, special Olympics special. that they had. Special Olympics that they have there year after year and it be, because of the state of it they can't use it properly. And I think that's why I said if you love something, you see Yeah, you'll take care of I, it. I could guarantee I'm um, to say I could guarantee. Don't point um, your hand on a block for China to be I can say that you can find many things that could be reasonable and could bring profit back into these stadiums if you look for it properly. Yes. Fed, well, let me just say parties and such is just the tip of the iceberg. Not just the stadia too, you know. Yes. Small little courts in, in the communities and things that need some upkeep. For example, the, the Pleasantville sporting complex. Yeah. The, the, the handball and the volleyball sandpits um, is grass. So how are we expecting our national players to sit, to come and train and we don't have the, the best facilities? And it, it, it's, like a, it's like a domino effect. Like, you remember the memes when they had the best World Cup in the world and they had Jack Warner knocking down saying that he bribed for Qatar, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a domino effect regardless. It's a funny joke, but it's a domino effect. You cannot expect to have bad facilities and expect top-of-the-line yeah. athletes, elite athletes. They need the best of the best. And we always come back to the argument, we don't have the money, we don't have the money. But I'm sure you can find money 
if you really dig deep. Could scrape together a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. BL Mori's was from Yeah, sure. You know that meme? Not a meme, but you know that, that video always come up with the, um, the blue torch paint thing to paint up the stadium and thing. Let me start with that now. We always save, we buy it, we buy two of that, get some money to regularly maintain all these stadiums and things. Three a stadium, at least. True, true. And the main question was who would be held responsible for this? And it can be noted that after research, the Ministry of Sports and Community Development is the body responsible for maintaining the sporting facility. And this can be found in the National Sport Policy of Trinidad and Tobago Mission Statement posted by the Trinidad and Tobago Olympic Committee. So moving right along, we talk about Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt lost close to 12 million US dollars in a billion dollar fraud scheme. So the Jamaican sprinter had reportedly lost more than 12.7 million and an investigation is underway by the Jamaican authorities. The company, Stocks and Securities Limited, did not immediately respond to the request for a comment. On its website, the company had asked its client to redirect all urgent inquiries to the Jamaican Financial Services Commission, which is currently investigating the firm. The company had said that it discovered the fraud earlier this month and that several of its clients may be missing millions of dollars. So, Yannick, thoughts? It's just a shame. So of all these things that happen, why would you rob? Why would you rob? Like one of your greatest a son of the soil. That's right. <laughs> but what make, make his name run on the tax of Jamaica and somebody had the evil in their heart to take away to take away what twelve point seven million dollars? That is I can't I can't do that but ah plus plus what earlier what earlier he done had a gold medal taken away from him because of uh, that little scandal and thing. That's stuff we will never forget. But, gosh, boy. Oh, gosh. Well, nah, that, I mean, this is just... I mean, I don't really know the financial technical aspect of things. But Me neither. Principle. I don't know nothing about bank and thing, but it's still, that's a whole lot of money. The principle. Right? I feel like, to me, first of all, right, I know, because you you know how brave you have to be to rob the worst fastest person. Second, Tobago, I do not support robbery. In Second, I do not support robbery. It, it, it's, like it's like evil Knievel. He, he gets paid for the attempt. I I I actually like I don't support it, but yes, it's what pattern. Yeah, the audacity of it is like you would watch the worst fastest man oh. and say, hey. And then I get on the other hand, I, I give props to Usain Bolt because if I was in no shoes, I was outside. I put some like <laughs> It's twelve million dollars. I outside. Yo, not just twelve million dollars. Twelve yeah. million Jamaican dollars. No, US, US dollars. Okay, I almost. almost I was outside trouble. every day. You were so, so, that's so, all I was hearing. So, so. <laughs> that's all I was hearing. And like my window, every time I open your window, and. Something friend. Just imagine how fast I am. I could catch you. Man is literally but, wow. in train, boy. Come on. Oh, I mean, like, but I really that... hope the investigation is fruitful. Your audacity. Yeah. And then the person, the alleged person, showing up to court in a walker. <laughs> I mean, like, this is the irony of it. Like, that is why I say I respect it. Jamaica's <laughs> a funny country. Bro. 
Like, it's the irony of it being, you have allegedly, first of all, allegedly just robbed the fastest man in the world, and you are in a wheelchair. That is what it means. That is the irony of it. It's like, it's the irony of it. That is what I respect pretty much. I don't say, you know, first of all, can I to be able to curb you? You saying this. Did you see this? I am on your side. <laughs> are you? Are you? Please, please do not be offended. I'm just saying. Yeah, this was a couple after you. Can, can I have that? But um, what I'm saying is, like, it is a sad thing, first of all, that it's the magic time. That is something you're you're planning for your future. He has children. He has a family. And we could have could have used any other investment in the world because they will not deny them. And he decides, you know, come home, come home, support local. Exactly. And then local turn on them. How dare you? So yes, it's very sad to see when those kind of things happen. And it, it even though from that perspective, it could like deter other. Athletes and even sport investors who have been looking to invest in Jamaica with regards to their program, it could be to them too, knowing that mm-hmm. certain banks and financial companies and organizations might end up turning on them one day. And in the long run, that could take revenue away from the country itself. Exactly. Because sports tourism could have been a big thing for Jamaica. True. But this could, even though it's both that happened to it, what happened to someone. Who has a large influence in the sporting world, not just track and field. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that could have, have sent ripple effects into other sporting areas in Jamaica, especially yeah. ones that were developing. True. So it's a very, is really a sad thing. Okay. So as we we just came out of 2022, I would like to know your top athlete or top moment in the sporting area of 2022, Shem. Um, I would always say Nicholas Paul winning the Commonwealth Gold. Um, again, he's one of our favorite um, athletes. Southbourne. I mean, we love everybody from South because South is love. Um, That's what The I fact know. that he, I mean, he shows his diligence and he shows his determination as an athlete, being able to break his collarbone in an accident and still pushing through it and coming back. So competitors well, that that is the highlight of the year in twenty twenty two. And I really can't wait to see what more can do. Yeah. Uh Yannick, who are you feeling for twenty twenty two? First well, for me is Jareem Richards and the number of accomplishments that he garnered over the course of that year. I managed to watch I watched a lot of track and field that year. So I got to watch his bronze medal in Doha, the gold medal in the Belgrade in the Belgrade. Um, in the World Championships and the celebration that came after that. I mean, that was on every social media feed, food yeah. track and all that kind of thing. And then, first time I got to watch track and field live in the stadium, he runs 19.83 in the rain. No mind the technology that we have with tracks, with track shoes and all that kind of thing. That's still amazing to see him run that fast in the rain, right? And then to go... In the, not in indoor. He had a he had a good he had a good he had good performances in the um in the outdoor in the outdoor world championships. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, mind yeah. he had a, don't mind he did another medal there. But then Commonwealth Games now, two hundred meters in the two hundred meter medal gold medal winner. And then as part of the four by four hundred relay team too. I mean, Jareem living the dream right now, and you running a good good pile of form going into twenty twenty three, and then well twenty twenty four we have the Olympics. I think he's still gonna be in his athletic prime. So, um, uh, for, for me, that's, that was the, 
the my athlete of the year in terms of 2022, my moment of the year, per se, would be just to have sport back in Trinidad and Tobago, like finally. Yeah, Being able to watch, you know, to watch, I wanted to go and see the, uh, the track cycling in the in the room, in I didn't get to do that, but I get to watch a number of Trinidad and Tobago games, right? I never got to do that, so get to watch a set of Ascension League games as well. You know, just, you're just having sport back in the country is, is, is all fine and good. And one more thing on Nicholas Paul, right? I want Nicholas Paul to know that the impact that he could have come 2023, 2024, especially in Paris, right? Because look at what's riding for him right now, right? He's going to be, what, 26, 27 by the time, the 26, maybe 27 by the time those rule, that rules around. We, meant, we didn't mention that he, well, it's known that he used to play football before he went into track cycling, right? right. Imagine if he wins that gold medal now. What every Trinidad, what every child in Trinidad looking at him right now, like, not necessarily that they don't have to stop playing football, but it, but there are avenues in sports that like you don't have to play yeah. football to to, right. to to you know to be recognized as a sporting hero. You don't have to play cricket to be recognized as a sporting right, right, hero. You right. can be like on track running. Yeah, like those are like when we when we think about Trinidad sports, we think of those three, mm-hmm. right? And to some degree, remote we remote we won in netball too, but. This is the first time we had like a track cyclist. We also had we had George Bovell. We had I mean, this one. Not the first time we had a track cyclist. No, what I'm saying is like, like we, we, we have seen as you, we, I come back to you saying we are happy to see sport back. Yeah. We we, we overlook the fact that our handball team yes went away won won a tournament for the first time creating yes. history. And anything about that too is I actually saw that develop in in UTT where that all began. So to see that become finally the like okay. coach so good and then winning a championship after all that like, all that hard work and thing, all the trials and things they went through. That's so seeing I, these these sports coming out, you have bro. handball, futsal, badminton. Like it's it's nice yeah, to find the seeds. We have a bobsled. We have a bobsled, yeah, bobsled team. Bobsled it's team. Like, we had a bobsled team. It's up no snow in Trinidad. So you seeing so you seeing so you seeing the aspect of the diversity what sport can have. And we have, well, badminton facilities as well. So I would hope that badminton become a bigger thing in Trinidad in this year and the year is great for it. But to spin back, um, I would agree with Yannick and Jareen being one of the uh, athletes of the year for me, especially him breaking those records mm-hmm. and running that 45 platform and nation- breaking the national record and, well, making that tribute to... Uh, to Mm-hmm. Achievements and accomplishments just just piling on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making and adding those, as you say, adding those achievements to his name because that is a great thing for him. And as you say, he riding on something great going forward. He as well as Nicholas Paul. So I just wanted to spin back on that. Is that honestly, given everything that is going on in sport, the negatives because we can focus on the negative, we can have a lot. Yeah. But there are positives as we have highlighted. Yeah. So I really. I'm glad to see where sport could take, where we are. We are Trinidad and Tobagoans, and the athletes could take sports in the end. Yeah. But as a saying, a saying that goes, if you look for the negatives, you will find them. Yeah. So obviously, if you look for the positives, you, you will find, find them. And you will find plenty. So I am, I am kind of happy that sports starting back. So I am tending and hoping to look for the positives in the upcoming years. I know yes, there's gonna be the bad, the bad side of it, but I am. People will find the bad, but we will. Happier side. I want the happier side. I want to see Trinidad winning more gold medals. 
in not just athletics and not just track and field well, championships and other things too. You I, see we had the three what is her name something. Gabriel uh, judo judo right? oh wood yeah Gabriel wood yes we i mean come on look at how much sports we opening up to our nation yeah. but are these are two other things too we finished fourth in three by three basketball we started i will well, at least as far as I know, we entered that competition last year. We had an early exit. But look, we can't finish fourth. Akil Boyd was a beast. We are blessed. We beat Argentina, who is a hotbed for basketball. We beat Puerto Rico, who have stars like J. Well, they didn't play it on that team, but they had they produced players like J.J. Barea and things. And then we compete against Jimmy Fedet and the United States of America. That's crazy. And Jimmy Fedet putting up crazy numbers in China. So, Trinidad Tobago should be proud of that. We are blessed with so much talent in sports. And we are overlooking. And we think it's just because of how much talent we have, we overlook it. And it's like it's a regular thing. When we don't realize how much of a sleeping giant we are. Beach soccer. For me, the last one. point in this is that with talent, talent is one thing. But hard work is the other thing. Right. And management of that, of that with hard work, we can reach far. So I would like to see more of that. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Karen, do you have a player of the year? I know you don't uh, have a player. Behind, behind me, I'm behind, behind me. I'm behind the camera. Honestly, 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 all of us were in the stadium. To watch it, yeah. To watch it. I would have been filming. I think Jared was actually a Tariq Horsford. Yeah, he, he got bronze. I believe that was Carifla, Commonwealth Youth Games. Yeah, he got bronze and that throw was amazing. So yes, Tariq Horsford. What did he throw in that? I didn't, I, I forgot the only um, distance. I can't remember the distance of that. It was foul. It was yes. foul. It was That's all we had to know. It was foul. <laughs> yes. So thank you all for your contributions and of course the eye-opening points. So that brings us to the end of our first episode. Thank you for joining us. To connect with Total Sports, follow us on all social media platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a comment in the comment section on which sporting event was your favorite for 2022 and your top athletes that you look forward for this year. Bye.